Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Rumble Over the Thunder podcast, episode number 35. Andy Monday, Travis Dasso. Dave Valentine. Oh, there you go. Carson Quapple. Oh, you stole mine. Rick. Rick Glazer slash Mike Klein. Wasn't yeah. Alan Kowicki 35 when he first was for a time. Was for a time. Was for a time. How about that one? FRC Week 3 in the books. Fantastic Dan, the podcast man. Yep. Good to see you. Andy good Monday, you. good to see you. Hola. Sixth place finish tonight. We'll get to that in a second because you were not the best Monday on the night. <laughs> but we do have the best Monday on the night sitting next to us. Joining us here at the X, Brian Monday. Fast time, dash win, feature win, clean sweep. Congratulations, Brian. Did you think that it was possible? I knew there was a slight chance going into the feature, but I didn't think there'd be any way around Van Wyk, and he's pretty tough to get around. You know, I think the hardest part about this clean sweep thing it's got to be the dash, right? Like, that's got to be the hardest part to do. That's usually the part where people falter. You know, you might see the fast time of the feature win, like we saw to Casey Johnson tonight, but it's the dash that usually seems to be the Achilles heel. Yeah, the dash, usually if you get up to third or fourth from starting in the trunk, that's usually a good run. I just happened to be in the right place at the right time. Unfortunate for Wenzel, and he got turned into the wall or they made contact. I'm not quite sure exactly what happened there, but I was in the catbird seat at the time. Yeah, it's kind of like the analogy of baseball. When somebody hits for a cycle, the hardest thing is to get a triple. You can get the home run, you can get the single and the double, but to get the triple, to get the cycle. It's kind of the same way with the dash win because you are with the six fastest cars of the night out there and it's six laps. So for you to get by everybody and win that, that's what really sets it up for the. Uh, and I thought what was I thought that what was impressive though is by the time you got to turn number two, I think it was the first lap. You're already up to third. So you, yeah, the outside car, line went right away. The outside line went. My car worked really well on the outside to start that race. And let's talk about the outside line because it played a very major factor in the feature race. Two restarts uh, toward the midway point and a little bit later on. You end up electing the outside. I would say probably mostly because Van Wyken took the inside. You're going to start on the front row, but the second time it paid off for you. It did. I learned a little bit on that first one what not to do, overdrive the car into turn three, <laughs> and just hold even and give her all I got. And, Andy, I kind of want to go back at you as well. You know, this is a little bit of a different story in the late models versus the super late models. Maybe you guys can have this conversation between yourselves. You got the extra tire in the super lates, the 10-inch tire. It seems like the leader always takes the outside. In the late models, you know, Van Wyken goes the inside. They're on the 8-inch tire, and, you know, 8-inch can kind of be generous because there's grooves in those tires too. So what's the thought process outside, inside, and, and how you guys select that kind of thing on a restart. You know, is it that much different in the super late than it is in the late model? I think it definitely is because you can keep that corner roll speed up. And if you're the leader, you dictate the start. So if you get the jump, you can kind of take off on that outside lane. With the, the late models being on the 8-inch tire, it is difficult to keep that roll speed through the center um, and then still have the drive off to do it out there. So um, not as difficult as maybe the quarter mile where you see the super stocks and the quarter mile late models trying to work the outside, but it is a little bit more of a challenge for late models than the supers. What's your thought on that, Brian? 
on on electing the outside. I, you would probably. I thought you were going to ask him what was his thought on that shot he just did with yeah, Dennis Monday. With Dennis, with your dad. That was fireball. I'm a big right? fan. There you go. I love fireball. And they didn't bring nice. me one. Yeah, I see. I told you, man, you weren't the best Monday tonight. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I'm don't sorry. Don't even get a shot. I'm sorry. Outside versus inside in the late model. Inside is definitely the preferred groove. We don't have a whole lot of grip on the outside, and I don't know why that is, but it just doesn't seem to hold you in the seat of your pants. And if you spend two or three laps out there, you're used up. But when you're running second, you don't have a choice. You go for it. Right. You have to. You pretty much have to, right? You have to take that outside line. There's really no question about keeping the track position. I noticed this in the super lates as well. Maybe a couple of years ago, we might have seen more guys kind of picking and choosing to try to stay in a particular line, but I think more and more we're starting to see guys just hold on to their spots for track position. Yeah, you don't, you don't want to give up spots under yellow, but at the same time, when you get to pick a lane, um, A, depends on how your car's handling, and then B, um, spotters generally do a pretty good job telling you who went where. So if you know a certain car, maybe you start up front that's struggling a little bit and you don't want to be in that line, um, you might give up one roll, but you're not going to give up more than that to go in a preferred line. And, Brian, I, want, I just want to get back to you a little bit. You know, we're talking about the starts and the restarts, and we were down on the front stretch talking a little earlier on today uh, during your during opening ceremonies after you said fast time, and we were kind of discussing, you know, where you've been with the 01 car, maybe off a little bit last week. You kind of gave it a little spanking in the shop this week. Just tell me... You know, how, how do you turn from a down week a little bit in week two to come back and do what you did this week? Well, this year is a whole new deal for me. I rebuilt the car I destroyed last year kind of in my own version. I didn't buy a lot of parts and have a lot of people do things for me. So it's pretty much a new car, and we're learning something new every week again. Kind of like starting over again. Man. See, what did I tell you, Brian? You come down here, you do the podcast live. All these shots should have came earlier. Yeah, you, you get to imbibe a little bit while you're doing this, so it, it makes it a little bit more fun for you. And honestly, fun for us, too, to kind of be this. This is a spectator sport right now. Absolutely yeah, is. this is a spectator when sport. When you have great drinks down here at the X like that, I mean, you got to try all kinds. You have to capitalize on all the great value that you get here at the X. There's no question about what that. What was this bar called before the X? Corner Pocket. I was here when it was then. Never been here at the X. Uh, so I've got to got to ask you, you and your brother, kind of similar but different upbringing in as far as the racing is concerned. You know, Andy went from sport trucks to the late models, super lates. You did the sport trucks, but you've also got a bit of dirt racing in your background as well. Tell us about that. I did. I started in the four cylinders at Kakana. And at the end of my first season, I decided, hey, we got to try this dirt thing. So I went down to Ashcast and got my feet wet, and it wasn't so bad. So the following year, I go back, opening night, lead half the feature, car breaks. So then I'm committed, go back week two, win the feature. Well, now I'm hooked. <laughs> and then the next season, I decided Terry Van Roy and his good buddy Dion Wall had an old Grand National laying around. Bring a motor to the table, and we'll give you a ride. And that's how I got started on the dirt. And that was Oshkosh. Did you do some Chilton? Oshkosh, what else did you throw Chilton, in there? Beaver Dam, 
ran specials at Luxembourg and Sturgeon Bay. Sturgeon Bay, I went to. That was about it. And you know what's really interesting when you take a look at the field for the late models? There's a lot of guys with it dirt is a background lot in of there. Dirt There's experience. yourself. Brazen's got some dirt background now. Eddie Monster. Mike King. Mike King. How does that help you? I mean, we just talked about it. Less tire, less grip. That's got to be a little bit beneficial for you to have to deal with something on the edge of out of control. Yeah, I think running on the dirt really helps with car control and making something out of nothing sometimes. The car isn't handling so well. You change your line a little bit and drive the wheels off it. Now, I got a question for you. A couple of years ago at Oshkosh, they had the asphalt late models out at Oshkosh Speed Zone. Yes. You were there, right? I was there. What was that like, bringing the asphalt late model out on the dirt? Slow. Well, I was there for it. Yes, it was It was slow. Painfully and dirt, slow. And Painfully dirty. Slow. And dirty. I've never had that dirty of a car. How did it compare to your dirt experience? How, how difficult was it to get the asphalt car to actually work on the dirt the biggest difference was you have a lot less movement and suspension so you get a whole lot less grip okay so it was like driving on ice especially with the slicks and that's a lot of messing with ride heights too isn't yes, it I mean, on the kinda, asphalt you're kind of dragging on the ground you want to be down there but on the dirt you do not on the dirt you want to get it up get it to roll over hike it up just promote steer and bite. That's what it's all about. That's something I was always curious about, and I just never had the opportunity to ask anybody yeah, about that. Yeah, before we went there, we kind of had a gentleman's agreement that no one would convert their car to a dirt car. So we kept it fair and had a good time with it. Bring what you normally run on the asphalt and come let her chew. They had a good car count for that. Was it like... Yeah, we had 12 or I was gonna 13. Say, yeah, same there was a lot of guys now. there. Yeah, it, it's kind of like what they do with the pavement pounder here, where you don't really convert it into an asphalt car for that sport mod. You just a couple things that you can change, but yeah, pretty much everything's dirt. I believe they have some rules that they can't change a whole lot to enhance the handling on the asphalt. Okay. All right, so let's get down and dirty here. What's it like being this guy's brother? Like, what... What's what's the household been like? Let me first. let me ask that answer that question. What is it? What has it been like? What has the Monday and Monday relationship been like here racing so many years now? And now you guys are, you know, pitting next to each other. You're pretty close in what you're doing. Late model, super late model. Not one of you on the dirt, one of you on the asphalt. You guys are kind of hanging out. I'm sure sharing secrets, things like that. What's what's it been like now to have this thing go on full family affair for the past few years? <laughs> he points to Andy to answer first, by the way. Yeah, he's the talker. <clears throat> what do you mean? I don't know what you're talking about. You know, I kind of noticed that in the uh, after-race interviews that you do or <laughs> front-stretch interviews. You're very to the point. That's not a bad thing, It is not way. a bad thing. That, a bad I wasn't guy. meaning that as a dig at all. It, it's Is that what you're like <laughs> in the car? Yes. Okay. Silent. 
He's a lot I like my dad. I don't say a whole lot. Him and my dad are Dan, a lot you're, alike. You're, Dan, you're bailing them out of my question, by the way. <laughs> I want answers, damn it. Brian I see it, the look that they're both giving. So. I see glazed eyes, but that means they're thinking, and I want answers, damn it. Brian and Dennis are very much alike that way, and my sister Michelle and my mom are very much alike, and I'm just the mailman's kid. You're, you're the black yeah, sheep. Yeah, I'm the black sheep. I have okay. no idea, but... No, it's it's been a lot of fun. Um, I think the the biggest thing, and Brian can attest to this too. Growing up, we're only a couple years apart. We're involved a lot in football, baseball, bowling, um, trying to outdo each other in different sports, different things. Um, and then what's been kind of cool, you know, as you get a little bit older and grow up, is uh, not trying to compete against each other, but try to work together um, to benefit each other and. You know, the car that Brian was successful with tonight was my old car that I raced for six seasons um, as a super late model. So it's cool to see him rebuild that car, revive it, um, and see it perform like it did tonight. And we share a lot of a lot of the equipment. We're not working out of the same shop, but we share uh, bump steer gauges, timing lights, you know, whatever it is, um, race fuel, even crew members from time to time. Brad Lambie, who helps on my team, also helps Brian. So... Um, it's a pretty neat deal, and um, it's a lot of fun. I think my parents enjoy seeing us there doing that, too. What is your thought process on this whole thing, Ryan? <laughs> I gave up thinking. I was listening. Gave up thinking. <laughs> Two shots in, and he's done. That'll happen to you here at the X. No, I got it was another... just a fireball and a Jaeger bomb. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, nothing out of the ordinary for me. <laughs> I got another thing uh, to bring up. Your car is a very unique car that you're running out there this year. It Explain is. Explain that. Explain that. I have, what is it, Johnny Cash one piece at a time? Yep. That's how I built my car this winter. I picked every part and piece that I liked and put her all together. So like it's a left-hander center section, 2008. Okay. Yeah. So about 10 years old. The front right. clip. Right front, half a clip, let's right call foot, it. Right foot, yep. I have Hamke upper A-frame mounts, Race Tech lower A-frame mounts, Pathfinder tail, and a bunch of my own mix all in between. Is that so it's a morphodite. Yeah. Okay. Is that something you plan on doing at the start of the offseason? You say, okay, I'm going to go through this, and I'm going to make this the way I want it, or is it just... How yes. it suddenly plays out, and all of a sudden you're sitting here in May, and oh my goodness, I've kind of just chopped and cut and everything. Or well, by was trade, it all part of the plan? By trade, I am pretty much a custom fabricator, so it's second nature to me to just take it and go. That's what I like so much about the sport trucks when I was doing that. You don't have to buy anything. You can build everything yourself. And that's kind of what I decided to do this year. Build everything I could, buy a couple things, and... Here we are. I think the next logical question would be, is there a point, will there be a point where we move up to the super late models and now we're seeing Monday Motorsports not only as teammates but competitors? That would probably like turn into bike racing back in the day. <laughs> When I used to dump Andy into a tree or a curb. Or <laughs> I think we'd like to see that. <laughs> I mean, we don't want to see the dumping, but we certainly would like to see a little bit of competitive uh, back and forth between the brothers. It's been talked about, but that is quite the step, money-wise. 
So we are still quite undecided on my side. What would your thought be if all of a sudden, you it's know, gonna you, happen. 10 and 0 on, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Call we already know shot. it's going to happen. Call this shot right now. Yeah, it's going to happen. Uh, but, no, like Brian said, a lot of it has to do with financial backing, sponsorship, um, and then just uh, the maintenance and the stuff in the shop, you know. So I think at some point that transition will happen, and uh, that was something we talked about a couple years ago when Brian bought this car that is my old car because it would be easy enough to convert into a super late model as well with changing the engine, drivetrain, you know, the wheels, stuff like that, shocks. So it'll happen. So before that, Brian, and actually before we get before we move on, sorry to cut you off. No, 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 cut you off. But I can ask this question later. Go ahead. Brian qualified tonight at a twenty point three one zero. Okay, that was almost the fastest lap in the semi feature tonight. Looking at the lap time, so there we go. Now you put the ten inch tires on with what he already has. He'd fit right in. He'd make the show. So what are we waiting for? Like he's shaking his head. He he what understands this. <laughs> He understands this. He knows he's close. But let me ask you this, Brian. You know, we could talk about all this hypothetical. Let's get you into the super late models. Let's get you here racing against your brother. For you to feel good about that, do you have to win that championship in the late models first? Is that something that you feel needs to be checked off of your list before you make the move up? Not necessarily. I'm, uh... I don't know, I've won my share of races now, probably four or five. I've come a long ways in the few years I've done it. A championship, yeah, would be the cherry on top of the pie, or Sunday, or however you want to put it. I like both. Yep, sounds yeah. good to me. But, no, it wouldn't absolutely be necessary to move on. I moved out of the dirt world without winning anything, except for a bunch of hangovers, let's call it. <laughs> But obviously, it would be the goal for this year, and I think you got to feel pretty good about where you're sitting so far here after three weeks, right? Or, or do you think there's maybe a little bit more left in the three tank? Three weeks, we got to get to about week ten before we think about it. We just go week to week, keep our maintenance up, just keep bringing strong, competitive cars to the track, and doing what we do. Max points tonight. Yeah, with the brooms out, couldn't yeah. have done any 94 better. Ninety-four points. Could not have done any better. How does that feel, knowing that you have accomplished everything you can in one night? Not a lot of guys get to say that kind of thing. Did you win practice? Should we look? Did you win practice? I don't think didn't win practice. The board if wasn't up, was it? Oh, yeah, if you, didn't, if you didn't win practice, I guess we'd have to <laughs> call that all put, put the approval away. You know, I, I, and I kind of want to, I just want to circle back to the feature real quick since, you know, we're talking to you, we're sitting here. And at the end of that race, Nate Van Wyken was right up your bumper cover. That was as close as it could have got there the last few laps. You probably know he's there. He's closing in. What are you thinking there the last few laps? What I was doing was trying to keep it on the bottom and make sure I kept the drive off the corner to get down the straights. I was probably hampering myself slightly and letting him be there, but I didn't want to mess up on my own. Yeah, that's, that's got to be kind of difficult there. You know, you go from playing offense on the restart, and then you got to kind of think a little defensively at the end there. Yeah, it's a different mindset, and I think sometimes when you're playing defense, you forget about driving the car. 
You worry about too much of what's behind you. And, and keeping it there. Andy, I know you're a football fan. What do they say about prevent defense? I don't know. Marty Schottenheimer knows a little bit about that. Prevent, prevent defense. O- prevent pre- offense. Prevent defense <laughs> prevents you from winning, yes, right? Exactly. <laughs> uh, since you're here, Brian, we always like to do this. You got sponsors. You got crew people. Let's uh, let's hear who helped you get the brooms out tonight. Oh, that's a long list. We got time. We got time. Dan just walked away. Yeah. Dan, get a pizza going. <laughs> X-Bar's got great pizza, by the oh, way. Oh, I couldn't do any of this without my wife allowing me to be in the shop as much as I am. I'm glad you went for her first this time. Yep, I learned. Yeah, good work. <laughs> my brother, my dad, they both help. Brad Lambie, Josh Westenberger, Kevin Hebe, Otagami County Street Stock champion last year. Mm-hmm. Good one. Um... Jason Fish. There's just so many people that help me week to week. Got a couple new guys this year, Nick and Wes. They've been a good help. Jeff Moss, Neil Moss's son from back in the day. Um, yeah, and then guys, it's kind of endless. I, I have an overabundance of help, and it's a good problem to have. Everyone's willing to lend a hand. You know what else is a good thing? Winning on your sponsors' night. Yes, that was <laughs> that was pretty cool too. I forgot about them when I was out there for the fast time. Oh, I didn't forget. I just didn't fit it in. And yeah, that was pretty special to be able to throw them out there. I could hear them cheering up there. Ben and Carrie are awesome. Good people. Well, you know, congratulations. I mean. We were talking to Andy a little bit. You thought maybe one of the last times that that clean sweep happened, it might have been you. Back of the red and white race, back when you were racing. Yeah, way back in the day, we didn't have heat races, though, so it was really fast time feature win type thing. um, So the sweep, but not the clean sweep. Correct. (laughs) Partial sweep. Close, but not quite. But... uh, (laughs) Maxwell yeah. almost got it the last night last year, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, he was pretty close. Because he did win the dash I, and he was second in the feature. I think there was a week maybe a couple of years ago where he won the – he was fast time, won the, won dash. the feature, oh, okay. but was like second in the dash. Got so close, but that middle part. Like we said, the dash is the hardest part, believe yep. it or not. Believe it or not. Well – Brian, we thank you so much for joining us. Congratulations. Hell of an effort tonight. Not going to be easy for anybody to repeat this year, and, uh, you know, we'll see where that puts you now. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right. Brian Monday joining us at the X. So, again, a big thanks to Brian Monday for joining us down here at the X. It was another quality night of racing that late model race was fantastic right down to the wire eddie munster and brazen bennett were there super late model race fast time feature win he's been trying casey johnson gets it done tonight and finally is that two seconds <laughs> oh, finally. oh man it took him three whole weeks right like oh my goodness well he was second at the tundra race coming from the back he was right. second first week yes yeah he had a good battle with uh Max. Was he chasing down it? Yes. Chasing down Max, yep. yeah. And then last week there was the damage because the accident. Right. So it was it was coming. We all knew it was coming. And Got like a six he's been winning 
races all over the state. It's probably a fifth feature win this year. Mm -hmm. uh, he yeah, won at Jefferson. Like he was well, overall winner at Madison last Friday night. So the guy's definitely on a roll. And I don't know if you guys follow this or not, but on Facebook there's a group called United Race Fans Wisconsin. Yep. And they've compiled a four-cylinder and a super late and a dirt or whatever driver ranking. And if you look at the numbers on that, Casey Johnson is at like – 240, and the next closest guy maybe he's like 210. And he was their set and head yeah. and shoulders above everybody else. He was their else driver right of the year last year. They actually honored him at the Tundra Race. Really neat uh, trophy that they gave him as well. That was uh, that was really cool. But uh, yeah, Casey picks up the win. By the way, we normally would go and interview our super late and our late model. We just had Brian here. Casey actually had to skip out, get home. He's not feeling so well, a bit under the weather. So uh, doing it with the flu tonight. By the way, I was told so. Isn't there something about having the flu and winning races? Didn't Keselowski do that like four different times in NASCAR? I'm going to tell you, man, like I don't even think it'd be worth it. I mean, <laughs> I don't you, even think it'd be worth it. <laughs> I would think at least you're feeling so terrible. You just want to get the race done. So you're running your fast yeah. laps just to get the races done. I know done. there's a lot of weird stuff going around right now. People are not feeling so hot. and That's just odd stuff. But Casey gets it done. And you finish six. Good run for you couple of cars that I was really impressed with tonight. Number one, number one, Jesse Oudenhoven yeah. finishing second. He's been really quick this year. Thought he looked fantastic. Brent Stralka, 14th to 5th yep. tonight. Yeah. Came in a hurry. The third car that I'm impressed with, the number three car. Oh. How, about, how about three and nine? Yeah, three and nine. Taylor Vandermoss, Kyle Comas. Wreck last week, get involved in that deal with the Bobby Kendall and Grant Kariesbach. Vandermoss has to fix the car. Kalmus comes with a backup car. They both make the dash. That's that's some special stuff we kinda, right there. We kind of penciled that in in the shop that that was going to happen this week, and we knew that we, they were both working hard to get their cars back out there. You know, Obviously, Kyle's got the other car, but also the laps on their tires because they were involved in that wreck on lap two of the feature. They, they were able to impound tires with only six or eight laps on them where everybody else yeah, had 40 laps on them. that's true. So you got to take advantage right. when you get opportunities like that, and they both did. They capitalized on oh, it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and it's kind of a catch-22, right? I mean, we do an impound with the Tundra tires, too, and we heard this because, oh, he dropped out on lap five, and how his tires are fresher. Yeah, but well, he finished yeah. 22nd. Exactly. Look at all the points that he had to give up. Look at the money. Look at all those sorts of things. So... It's not worth it no. to be involved in those sorts of things, no. but like you said, there is that opportunity to capitalize, and both of those drivers did it. But the other thing is, going between Tundra and Thursday nights, yeah, okay, so you lose out on a night's worth of points. We've talked about it enough on this podcast. If that's their one bad night, mm -hmm. and they were able to make up for that night tonight... Now they can keep going. Yeah. Now they can keep going, and that just puts them in a better position and moving it's, forward. And it's definitely different 15 weeks versus six. Absolutely. You know? So that that does make a big difference. But, like we said, you still got to get down to the shop. You, if you're Taylor Vandermoss, you, you get that thing together like right at the last minute. And, uh, you know, just a shout-out to those guys. That's the kind of thing you like to see in racing, right? Uh, some guys just they wreck they don't, don't have the time they don't yep. have the energy they don't have the resources hate to see that you don't blame those guys for not being able to come back for a couple of weeks but you do love to see the guys that are able to get things back together and you got to give them a pat on the back for being able to do it 
And you know, the, Taylor did it on the week of his birthday. So, so? happy belated birthday to Taylor. <laughs> so, are, are you saying that he went I, out and celebrated, or should have went out and celebrated? I'm like, saying that some of us if, are responsible adults, Dan. Like I had a birthday. What is responsibility? That, when is that starting? I had a birthday. I didn't do anything. I I went to work. See, I my birthday falls on the uh, the actual day that the off-season party happens here at the X, so yeah. you know where Every I year. am. You know well, what? not the exact day, but, you know, that week. Dan, when you get as old as I do, a birthday is just another day. It's just That's another fair. day of the week. That's fair, I suppose. Yep. Maybe maybe you go oh, have a nice now, dinner at Applebee's, but that's about it. Undisclosed. Well, once you turn 25, yeah, once you turn, your, insurance will, year. your insurance right. will go down. That's true. Yeah, that is go. true. There you go. Uh, uh, going back to fast cars though tonight, I got a little I got it. a little story that I'd like to share. So we like me and Jesse Odenhoven have been like next to each other all year long, whether it's feature finishes, whatever. So we recognized something odd tonight that I thought I'd share on the podcast. So at the Tundra race, me and Jesse tied for fourth fastest. I recall this, yes. And he got the tiebreaker because his other lap was faster by eight one thousandths of a second. We go out tonight to qualify. Jesse's first lap of qualifying was a 19.617. Our first lap was a 19.620, three one thousandths different. And then his second lap was a 19.476. Okay. And ours was a 19.478, two one thousandths of a second difference. That was how tight it was between me and Jesse for the final spot in the dash tonight. It was just Jesse's we tied at the Tundra race, and then that happened tonight in qualifying. <laughs> How are you that close? Like we were joking that if Fox did the the layover car, like they show, ah. we would just be on, on be, top be of right the whole thing, just other. going around the whole track. And different chassis builders too, correct? Different chassis, different engines, okay. all, everything. Maybe that that close. And now we can lay to rest the whole contention point for like the last God knows how many years. Chassis doesn't matter. Oh, it matters. Well, you want to know what else? <laughs> is, you want to know what else is funny? Is I I don't just see. It's not just you and Jesse. If you noticed, Bobby Kendall and Grant Griesbach were oh. like right next to each other again all night. Yeah, we had a little chuckle when we saw the race lineup because it was <laughs> the two and the forty-five on the front row. And oh they, boy, they, they don't have a <laughs> after very last good year history. Right. And then the second row was, of course, what happened last week. So did we really want to be in the third row? But it all worked <laughs> right out. Behind there. Yeah, that could have been a bit of a calamity, but everything worked out. It was a fantastic feature tonight. By the way, I uh, did talk to JVO. He was out front, running away, backed up a little bit. Lost uh, the brakes, the, I heard. The brake bleeder, yeah, was, uh, was busted. So unfortunate for him. I thought he was kind of pulling a Strelka. Saving? What happened? Yeah, he saved it. Because then when Calmus and Casey caught him, suddenly he was about five car lengths back out, and then I guess that's where the brake problem Sorry, came up. So uh, unfortunate for him. He was a little down after the races, but they're figuring things out there in that 45 camp. And, you know, there's, just like the late models, a lot of cars that can win any given night here in the Super Lates. And I would, I would expect it's going to be one of those years where we're not – going to see a lot of repeat winners I, I just I don't get that feeling no definitely not and and great run like you said before for Brent to come from 14th to 5th but usually when you have to start that far back that's about as far as you're going to get 
Um, you can pick off some cars early on the starts and restarts, and then when it gets strung out in a long green flag run, I mean, when we're talking tenths of a second, half of a tenth of a second, a lap difference, it's really hard to pick up those extra spots. And yeah. I was kind of in that spot here tonight where we got stuck on the inside lane a little bit and dragged back at the beginning, and then we were able to get out, and you're able to pick up a few spots, but then you only kind of get so far, and it's like you're really just running the same laps as the guys in front of you. And I know Maxwell struggled a little bit tonight. We were able to pass him with a couple laps to go for sixth. I actually caught but, up with uh, Strelka afterwards. Did you? Yeah, he said by the time that they got around uh, 34, um, Schultz, the rest of the top they were five, gone. they were just gone. Mm. There was no way for them to catch him. Right. It would have taken a caution to do it. And, and that's what usually happens. Yeah. Quite honestly, kind of nice not to see cautions. You know, you want to yeah. keep things rolling. You don't want. Yeah, to we Especially had one early with the fifty and the thirty. And that was. Yeah. Yeah, that was about right it. There. Yeah. So good to see. Keeping the theme, late models. We talked to Brian. Great night for him with the sweep. Wasn't the only late models to sweep tonight. No. Quarter mile late models. Brandon Reichenberger. Fast time. Two feature wins. Nice night. Very nice night. And it's good to see Brandon back. Obviously, he raced super late model for years and in the late model class. Um, Brandon's a very talented racer. He's got a lot of time up at Norway Speedway, which I'm sure doesn't hurt when you're racing the quarter mile late models at Kakana because similar flat track, uh, bite off type uh, type of racing. And uh, it's uh, it's good. They uh, they increased their car count. I think they had a few more tonight too. And yeah. there was a little snafu with the, the Kempkes car. That uh, <laughs> second feature, yeah, didn't go so well. I think he yeah. got together with Sparowski and then kind of tried to get back down. on the track and maybe mess with them a little bit. Yeah, and yeah. That car ended up getting getting sat down, we'll, put in the penalty box for we'll you leave, hockey fans. We'll leave that to them. <laughs> we'll let them uh, come up with the explanation on that. I I don't like to get inside the car and think for the race car driver. <laughs> that's that's up to them. But uh, yeah. Quarter Mile 8 models will be back in a couple of weeks. We'll be looking forward to seeing them again and hopefully bringing a few more friends along to the party and maybe making things a little bit more difficult for that three car. Be good to see. Yeah, so uh, on the quarter mile, I'm going to tell you, been going down and doing interviews. We're, we're missing Lauren Leach. We can't wait for Lauren Leach to come back and do these driver interviews, but one of the things I do enjoy doing a driver interview after a feature win because you get moments like tonight. Jeff Tremble wins in the Super Stocks. Holy cow. The smile on that guy's face when I got down there after winning the feature. Tremendous. Ear to ear. He was so happy to be the Super Stock feature winner tonight. I got a story that'll tie these, tie this one and the next division that we talk about together. So, carry on. But the next division we're talking about is the Sport Trucks. I was going to go into the four cylinders. How did you know? <laughs> you read my mind here, Dan? Oh, absolutely. You think so? No. You think you got me covered? Absolutely not. I'm going off into left All right. field. Well, we'll talk about the sport trucks next. Like, but you know, that guy over there. Uh, Tremble hanging on. Ed Howard, after the feature win last week, ends up finishing second, kind of closed in. Greg Hauser, how about that? How about seeing the station wagon back out after flipping last week? Probably not what they wanted. Second fast in the timing. Uh, by five one thousand yeah. seconds. Trevor Howard sets fast time again. Fourth place finish. 
not bad, but especially after flipping the week before. Yeah, there was some serious doubts if that car would even be back out on the track. So good to see him back. Good to see a top five. They can build off of that for sure. Yep, absolutely. Now By the way, question is, will we see Wayne back in it? Or is he not allowed back in it after <laughs> We'll have to leave that to them. Again, don't want to dive into the cockpit of the race car and wonder what they Speaking thinking. of super stocks. I see, I see a s- former Superstock champion who's been working Dale on his car now. Thrill. Hey, Dell. How's you, the car coming? coming we, we might be talking about Superstocks. Well, real well. Are, you, are we Look going to pick for up a red, mic? white, and blue championship this you year? Pick up or you're not going to be ready for next week. Next week. Why don't you pick up the mic? Red race. Right. Pick up the mic. Dylan. Let's let next the cat week. out of the okay. bag here. What, okay. are we, what are we doing here? Uh, I want the track record back. <laughs> um... I told Greg I'm coming for it, and I got so much going on, so I can't commit to the red race. Okay. But I'm thinking a couple weeks. Maybe end of June, 4th of July end night? End of June, some, somewhere around there. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So how, how, what's the status on the car? Like, is it ready? Does it have an engine? Does it? No engine. Yeah. I went through the front suspension and halfway through the rear, and the next we'll be putting the motor in. Which is just sitting there ready to go. And do you need a fresh copy of the 2019 FRC rules? Oh, or no. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> do we have to go there? <laughs> we did. <laughs> I know the rules. Slow rule. down. I we didn't know go the there. Andy went there. <laughs> right. Just for the record. Right. Because Look at the shirt he's yeah. wearing. He's yeah. going to get picked yeah, on. Just yep. for the record. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, I know the rules. <laughs> Well aware. Says a race car driver. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go have fun with it. Yeah, it should be good. Okay. Yep. I'm excited to see it. Obviously, we'll with Greg coming it. back, yeah. it, it just feels right that you're out there racing against him. And out competing. there banging fenders with each other. It's, it's like uh, we, Dale Earnhardt's not the same without Daryl Waltrip or Rusty, Rusty Wallace yes. out there. Yes. We, we have fun doing what we do. And we joke, kid, and we just have fun doing what we do and to me that's what racing's all about and that's kind of in that class what we need to get back to because um i think things are too serious at times where sure. we have to have fun with it good deal yeah. well, we'll, we'll there look it for is it. shots fired we'll look forward Hill to the it. thrill fourth of july by the way um before we get off of the super stocks i want to give a shout out tonight to the driver of the 27 pete wills Hanging on on the outside for pretty much the entirety of that race until they caught up to the lap car with about three to go, and he got a bit crossed up. But man, I heard a hung throttle. Really? I don't think so. It, it didn't really look like it, to be honest with you. Maybe, possibly. Maybe I don't know. Like I said, I'm, <laughs> not get, I'm not getting inside that cockpit and getting inside the head of the racer. That's a there, possibility. There's but. really only two people that know that. Yeah, Peter Wilson, God. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, good job by Pete Wills tonight. I, I thought he did spectacular, and hopefully we'll see uh, we'll see more out of the 27 car there in the next few weeks. So. Okay, sport trucks? Yes. Actually, Let's so hear it. Let's hear I your story. Okay. I told two people tonight that they were going to get their win tonight. One of them was Jeff Tremel. The other one. Was? Vanderloop. Which one? There's nine of them in the sport trucks. True. You need to be so, careful. <laughs> I said Two, they were going to get theirs. six. I said they were going to get theirs tonight. I told the Vanderloops, you're going to get yours tonight. It's a stout field, but you're going to get yours tonight. And guess what? So uh, is Dan fixing the races? 
Hey, 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 now. Uh, is he fixing the quarter mile? He can't fix his podcast, are you, are so I you, don't know how he can fix races. Are you point shaving? No. He's the opposite of Pete Rose. I'm going to call my bookie. This is not right. He's the opposite just, of like I have when we... In, I have that intuition. We used to do picks on the podcast, and everybody you picked, Matt, just DNF'd. Right. like the opposite. I am. <laughs> I'm terrible at that stuff. <laughs> well, by I, the way, we got to do Milwaukee Mile picks. I apologize to all those. Uh, we can do that next week, right? Uh, we got Marshfield yeah, this we week. Got time. We got uh, all kinds are, of stuff. Are we doing the... Well, the we kind of started our Marshfield picks last week. I can't pick Tundra races, though. That, that no, wouldn't no, no, be, that no. would be a good look for one me. Off, one on, one off? Or? No, next week's the red race, so obviously we're doing yeah. a podcast. So. Right. I picked Ty Majeski for the red race. Do no. you? No. Get in front of him. Stop him. <laughs> see what you can do. Right? No. Somebody's going to spin out, and he's going to get collected. Yeah, you know, just yeah, like yeah. Xfinity. Oh, wow. No. Come on. Ouch. <laughs> uh, you do know that he's two Sue, for... Sue Majeski will be besting you yeah, for that you, comment. Yeah, you do know that he's two for the last two in Arca, right? And we'll see what happens And you know he's tonight. like nine for the last nine when he showed up here, right? Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know what Dan's talking about here, but... Yeah, congratulations to Cody Vanderloop, the youngster, getting the feature win here tonight, and suddenly we've turned this into a 1990s gangster. As soon rap as Casavant showed up, yeah. he must be have a 6'4 Impala convertible. He's thumping it out here. By the way, Kyle Quella finishing second. Kylie I think that's Vandermoss the Q. Third. Yeah, Kylie another good run. So she won the feature last week and ended up third. That's a solid night for her. And uh, Kyle Quella, really nice run as well. Uh, Sizzling fours. Two features, just like the uh, quarter mile eight models. Scoots! Scoots got it done. Scott Wolf went in the first and then. And then not, not so happy in the second on the one. Second, unfortunately How bad him. is that car? Uh, it's going to need to be pulled. I talked to him a little bit. He yeah, seemed pretty bummed. He's, he's, he's pretty PO'd. Uh, Happened on the last corner, right? Last corner of the last about lap. And ten, he almost got yeah. pushed to the finish line, about too. About 10 feet away from the finish line. Yeah. yeah. Very, very unfortunate. Second race was pretty good. Tyler Lind holding off Heather Wolfgram at the end. Yep. So, uh, Tyler we Lind, former sport truck driver. We almost had a wolf pack a wolf in pack. victory lane. <laughs> we all? I was ready for it. We would have had Wolf and Wolfgram. That would have been awesome. It was close. Yeah, and then Tyler Lind didn't think that was awesome, though. No. No. He, he thought about winning, and he did. It's true. And now two weeks in a row for him. So yeah, yeah, that's got to be a great point night for him. Sizzling fours are kind of like the trucks. You just don't know where the points are going to fall, and and it's it's, it's going to be like that all year. Two features. Everybody's in two races. Right. And you invert the second race, and Scott Scott wound up would have wound up sixth had he not wrecked. This would have been a super night. Would have been a good night for him, yeah. Yeah. Shout out to a friend of the podcast, Jerry Conrad, who we've had on before. He had a terrible week last week. Got the front end destroyed. Him and his uh, buddy Fletcher and and Mike went to work. They put a whole front clip on the car just to get back out here this week, and then something else broke. Mm. But similar to like you said with Taylor Vandermoss, it's cool to see. Putting in the effort, getting it back out there. Didn't just take a month off to get it right. Right. They busted their butt, and something else broke. But he'll be back, and he'll be strong for the red race. So That'll be good. You know, and that's kind of the nice thing, too, is if you did have bad luck in week one, two, or three, regardless of the class, 
you get to come back and maybe you think you might be out of the points, whatever. You got that red, white, and blue. So you still got a shot at something. There's still something out there. There's still a carrot dangling. So like for a guy like Jerry, who now, okay, had to miss week three, that might make it tough for him to win the season overall championship, but there it is, red, white, and blue. Still got there that go. goal exactly. out there for you. So Series within a series. The points count for the overall for the season, but they are separate for its uh, own standings and recognition. All right, so one other feature on the night. Congratulations to Craig Van de Wettering, who did not show up and still won, according to my laps. <laughs> uh, but in reality... Anthony. Josh Anthony picking up his first ever win. Congrats to him. And I don't know if you noticed, but when I walked in the bar tonight, I gave Craig crap for not pushing him out of the way for the win. And Craig said, you know, the guy was just over at my house on Tuesday borrowing some stuff, and I was helping him out, and he's a real nice guy. And I remember how cool it was when I got my first win. I wasn't going to do that to him when he's up there leading. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, Meyerhofer uh, made a run at it. He got him close. loose coming to the checkered. Yeah. Pull a little Russ Wheeler on him. Yep. Go figure, huh? Russ Wheeler was there. He was going past Krieger. Change my tires. Yeah, he was going past Krieger, and I thought, this isn't how the movie goes. <laughs> Cole Trickle's supposed to get past Russ Mellow Wheeler. Mellow Mellow goes by Hardy's on the last Yeah, line. that's not how it works. That's not, not how any of this works. <laughs> but, yeah, congratulations to Josh. First-time winner. Love seeing the first-time winners. And all the figure eight guys like seeing him win, too, because it's like a big fraternity of those drivers. There's... They're rivalries. They want to beat each other, but at the end of the day, they're all kind of celebrating with each yep, other, too, which is absolutely. really neat to see. So congratulations to Josh. And Craig said he didn't want to win. He doesn't want to start in the back for the red race because he wants the red, white, and blue championship. Solid. Solid so, nice idea. Nice likely excuse there. Solid idea. He's thinking, <laughs> you know. He's our, he's a week ahead of us. That's what Van Wyken was thinking tonight, A week too. ahead of us. Yeah. Perfect stuff. So glad you mentioned it. Red race comes up next week. 50 laps for the Super Lates. Four tires. Everything's a little bit different come next week. Not only for you, but like we said, every division. You have the, the Thursday night points in mind, but there is also that clean slate of red, white, and blue. So yeah, it should be interesting. We're going to have some extra cars here. Um, Ty Majeski's coming. Carson Quapel's coming. Uh, Robbie Iverson's coming down. Jake Carpenter. So you're going to see... Uh, Travis Dassau is probably going to make an appearance too, so probably see six or eight new ones in the Supers, and then I would guess in the late models we might pick up a couple too. Jeremy Miller's come in the past and such, so um, should be fun. Should I be. He uh, retired. Oh yeah, he did retire after Speed Weeks. Oh, okay, yeah. That was his last hurrah. I don't know yeah. if you know this, but race car drivers don't retire. Ask Rich Bickle. I suppose, yeah. Or ask. Uh, I mean, how many times wasn't that Kenny? a trivia question this week on social media from Brad Miller? Yeah, who is the Brett who, Favre? Who of is racing? the Brett Favre racing? And what was the answer? I didn't see that. I was looking for it, but I didn't mm. catch it. I'll have to look that up. Yeah, we'll have to take a peek at that. I uh, was thinking like Chris Radicek or something, but maybe, what about in the late models? Are we going to see Jesse Bernhagen, Travis Rodewald, slash Jim Duco? I think Bernhagen should be we'll here. We'll see some more. Yeah, I'm not sure. It's Edison Rodewald. I thought him and Duco were splitting. I don't know if that was a part-time deal or what. but A little birdie may have told me that Nick Egan might be joining. That'd be good. Nick Just Egan. wanted Hawkeye Downs. Big eight race. Yeah, so that there's a distinct possibility. Always seem to pick up a couple extra super stocks, a couple ep uh, extra four-cylinders make their way in. So, uh, or seven. Yeah. <laughs> a couple slash seven. 
And boy, wouldn't that make it interesting if we had 30 of the sizzling fours Let's in just throw 45 out there. Just 45 cars starting the. It'll be like a mini uh, enduro. Like the ISS. You know when they had that many at Norway originally? They just started them three wide from a dead stop. Right. Why not? Let's do it. Let's go. Sounds like fun to me. The DQ dogs. Yep. That's what they used to be. DQ dogs. Well, it's getting rather loud here at 1.34 in the morning. And gosh, I hope my boss is not listening to this because I will be a functioning human being (laughs) at 8 o'clock. I promise. You know, I hope my boss isn't either. You right. don't work on Fridays. Oh, wait. Yeah, yeah you, you do. do. All right. But, but uh, not until 1030. Big thanks to the X-Bar. Big thanks to uh, all the folks that are making it possible here for us to do this wild and wacky podcast each week. And uh, thanks to Brian Money for coming down. Man, we can't wait to see you for the Red Race. It's going to be a good time next week, guys. What do you say? Absolutely. Letter two. All right. Well, until we cross paths again, my friends, stay out of trouble.